Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Killer Collab podcast. My name is Tony Deaf from Florida, Tony D. Uh, once again, I'm being joined with Chris Lato from Reaper Film. Yo, 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 yo. And today we have a special guest. Emphasis on the special. Uh, we got Sean Dodd here from Gator Blades Films. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually, you know, as you know, when we bring in new guests on a new show, um, we like to pick your brain, see what you're doing, see what you're working on, and, uh, you know, just find out what makes you tick. So, so, Sean, what do you got working on us now? So, I, I actually, I have special guests. All right? You might know him. His name is also Tony. Oh, boy. And, and I wanted to, to bring hey, him. Hey, stop messing with my show. head. <laughs> my head doesn't look yeah. like that in real person. <laughs> this is exactly what Tony said it looks like, guys. <laughs> I don't know what you're... No, that's not what it looks like. Uh, oh, oh, get it out of here. I can't talk anymore, darn. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, stop giving myself head. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I don't want to know what you do with that behind yeah, just do that. Be the podcast <laughs> as Tony's dead head. <laughs> that, that head's been places. That, that head has yeah. been places. Yeah, no, uh, there's more. Okay, so this head, we'll talk about it real quick. Okay. It's got two, uh, two on-screen appearances. Uh Probably better known for the name Campbell Campers, um, and then most recently in Zed's Dead, but we, uh, we, who knows, we might use it again, I don't know. No one bought it in the last Indiegogo campaign, so that's how Tony's going to keep getting rolls in my movies, I just keep chopping his head off. Yeah, that's so. that's been my go-to, just chop my head off for just random random times. <laughs> <laughs> so what, do you, what movie you got going now? Uh, nothing at the moment, uh, I don't know if Chris has brought it up, but, like, we had something we were kind of working on, and then we had a couple pitfalls, and I, I kind of wanted to just take a, wanted to take a break. Um, I have a couple things I'm kind of writing right now, um, uh, one of them's called the Bikini Bimbo Barbecue, and a couple other things that are, that are back burner, but nothing that I'm, like, jumping into right at the moment. And is Zed's Dead done? Is that, is that edited, right? Is Zed's Dead? Yeah, it's done. Uh, I, I handed it off to my uh, DVD Blu-ray author person, Chris Woods. So he's working on that. And as soon as that's done, we're going to get copies made, send them out, and then we're going to we're gonna try and get on streaming. I don't know how, how well we'll do with that because it's pretty graphic. Yeah. But uh, it'll be in physical form nevertheless. Are you doing and, a premiere? Uh, we were trying to do that. I mean, we had some trouble with um, with Nate Campbell campers. We were trying to set up something at a drive-in and and didn't have any success with that. And then we tried to do something online, and that turned out to be kind of a, a shitstorm too. So no, I don't think we're unfortunately going to be doing any kind of premiere with that. Well, we call it a private theater, yeah. but apparently he doesn't want any business. So yeah, it's it's, it's weird how these new new pricing <laughs> himself out of the market. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we definitely tried. We made a couple calls, but, um, you know, back when, when Chris and I first started, you know, doing a premiere was was awesome. pretty easy. I mean, we, we, we had theaters that, that, that would show our stuff pretty cheap, and we could make a day out of it now. I mean, especially with the coronavirus, it's just it's just not happening, you know. Yeah, this, this virus uh, messed up a lot of things, but you guys have been staying busy, staying busy during the coronavirus t- pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> probably the busiest we've we've been in a while. You know, um, it's kind of. I mean, I, I mean, I can say that I can't speak for everyone else, but it's kind of maybe given a little bit of a resurgence to independent stuff since Hollywood's not really, you know, putting out too much right now. Yeah, 
that's that's true. A lot of content. A lot of people are looking for content, nothing to watch. You know, they watched everything. They binge watched everything known to man, and now they just want more. Just feed them more. Feed me more. Now you had a uh, Tampa Bay Screams. How did that work out for you? This I know we we promoted it on the show, and um, you know we didn't. I didn't get a chance to get down there because I I was obviously busy. But uh, the Tampa Bay Screams. How, how big of a show out did you get? It was actually, believe it or not, the most successful one to date. Um, I mean, you know, it, it was a decent turnout, but I, I was happy that it was as good as it as it did. I mean, for as many people that didn't come out for the coronavirus, that many people came out because of the coronavirus. It's like it was the first thing to to do in a while for a lot of. I mean, I can't tell you how many people came up to me and told me like this was the first thing they've done in a year as far as you know, some kind of social event. So it went so good that, in fact, we are doing another one in July. I got a little ad the uh, Tampa Chamber of Commerce made for me. If anyone's uh, – I'm going to put, be putting these around, around town in various comic book stores and record stores and that kind of thing. And I'll, I'll so put a, a link in the description for on uh, Spotify and uh, YouTube. I'll okay, put, I'll, I'll put the I'll link in the link. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just one day this time. It's July 17th. Um, some of the guests include Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp, Marilyn Eastman from Night of Living Dead. We recently got this actor named Brian Bremer. Uh, he's in Pumpkinhead. What did he? What was he uh, in Pumpkinhead? He he doesn't have a big role, so I don't know how familiar you are with the movie. But um, the movie Pumpkinhead, you got Lance Henriksen and his son that dies in the beginning of the movie. So when his son dies, Lance, spoiler alert. <laughs> what's what's up? Spoiler alert! Oh yeah, yeah. If you, if you don't know the block of Pumpkinhead, sorry. Um, so anyway, Lance takes his dead son to this witch doctor in the woods, and Brian Bremer is the 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 kid that leads him to the witch doctor. He's got kind of a reoccurring role in the movie, um, but he's also in, he's in a lot of other stuff. He's a he's a voice actor now. He does a lot of voice work. Um, but he's been kind of a character actor in the '80s. If, if you, you you've probably seen him in something that didn't, you didn't know who he was. But uh, cool guy, nevertheless. And, and we're glad to have him. This is going to be his first horror convention ever. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of. But That's I mean, Tim Screams. We've always tried to get kind of culty, you know, lesser known actors, you know, rather than just the cast of Stranger Things or you know something like that. Yeah, they have a lot of rules to follow too. Like their agents, like like the, the other big conventions, they got like big rules. Like you can't like sign autographs yeah. off away from your thing or don't look them in the eye. Yeah, it's weird. Like <laughs> yeah. I, 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 like I I think I've been to just one of your Tampa Bay screams. I think it was when we released uh, uh, Dead Residents. That's right after that is right. right. I went to that right. one. Um, but in the yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty a chill. lot more laid back yeah. than than the bigger conventions, but. I think that's why a lot of people like, you know, like my convention. Not saying that, you know, they don't like, you know, there's other, there's another crowd for that. But uh, my convention kind of attracts a little bit different of a crowd. You know, it's it's people looking for physical media, yeah. toys, T-shirts, you know, discount autographs, and you're not, you're not. I mean, this this next convention is only. It's only ten bucks to get into. I don't know any other convention that's that cheap. Yeah, it's really cheap. Um, so now, with that being said, you know, mine's a lot smaller than these other ones. But you know, if you've never been to our convention or ever been to anything like that, and you want to kind of test the waters, I think that Tampa Bay Screens is a good place to do that. Absolutely, it's definitely uh, you get able to get personal with uh, the actors and creators of uh, just the, of the the media, and I think it's just a good opportunity for, yeah. like I said, new people and, and, to come out and do it. 
Yeah, and it's, it's a good opportunity if you're uh, an independent filmmaker or actor or actress and you want to try to promote yourself. Um, it's a good way, you know, if you want to get a vendor table, it's a good way to, you know, put yourself out there. I remember, you know, early on when, when Chris Slato and I first got started, um, you know, we went to local events. There was, this, there was this event called the Real Terror Film Festival, and it was, it was kind of like a mini convention. And, you know, by going to that, I mean, we, we probably met 50 more people that we hadn't known right here in Tampa that we're in, in, in the industry. And, and that Tampa experience is the same thing. You know, if you're trying to get into it or already into it, you're, you're probably going to meet more people that are, uh, have the same likenesses as you. Yeah. Well, who's the most, uh, like the most famous person you got had on one of your, uh, like Tampa Bay screens? Uh, I mean, Lloyd Kaufman had a pretty good draw. I think that, that might've been the year that you came. Yeah. Um, Linnea Quigley, uh, I mean, no one, no one that famous. Um, yeah. I mean, famous, famous to me. Uh, Rhonda Shear. I mean, did you ever, Tony, did you ever watch USA Up All Night back in the day? Uh, I might be you too young that for that. I might be too young for yeah, that. Yeah, that was 80s. How old are you? I'm 36. Ah, you're right on the edge, though, man. Um, anyway, she was like, uh, you know who Elvira is, right? Oh, of course. Of course, yeah. She, she was, was like, like a nighttime uh, movie host. Um, it was on cable, it was called USA Up All Night, and she was the, you know, she showed cheesy B-movie, I mean, Chris Lato, do you remember her? Yeah, the big, yeah. big boob movie host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, anyway, she, she lives here in Tampa, she was, she oh. came out one year, um, I'm trying to just call them to my brain all the people we've had, I mean, a lot, like I said, a lot of B-movie stars, Patty Mullen from Frankenhooker, Linnea Quigley from Return of the Living Dead. Uh, Camille Keaton from I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, Lisa Wilcox from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the one of my least favorite Roddy Master. Yeah. <laughs> really nice lady, that nevertheless. But they yeah, have the I'm, I'm not a big fan. They have the Dream Master. They should have called that one the Karate Master. Nah. They had that big karate fight at the end. That, the Karate Fight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when she got all the, the Dream Warriors. And she's yeah. Karate fighting. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really like. I said that was one of the worst ones. They I all had. suck, dude. All no, not all of them. Three was great. Oh, everybody Chris likes and I are kind of on par with the sequels. We don't think <laughs> any of the sequels. They <laughs> all suck. Yeah. I go one, and then the very last one. Uh, the new nightmare. New nightmare. We're the only two. I like that one. Worth I'm, I'm, I'm actually. Like, I'm a big fan like two. of. You, you like two? Part two. Yeah. I'm a big fan of part two. Um, it was also actually, like, but I like, kind of the, but, but I like the, 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 was it Mark Patton? I think his name was. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we actually, we're probably getting him for Tampa Bay Screen. I want to meet year. him. We actually, we were supposed to get him this past year, but it didn't COVID, work out yeah. with Rona and all that. Mexico but and part two is still, uh, like, Freddy's still scary. Like, it's not comical. And it was also, it was the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street I ever saw, believe it or not. I saw the second one before the first one. Yeah. So it kind of has a special, you yeah. know, place for me. But um, I, I think the third was the first one. one I saw. Third, third one was the first one. I mean, I, saw. I mean, I do like the first one better. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like the sequels. Once Freddy started like making jokes. See, that's I what I liked. Really, that's what I, that's what I liked about it. Chris and I had that conversation. Like, that's what I yeah, when he started to get funny because I, I like thought I, I think I, I I associate horror with comedy because for some reason it both of them give the same like like um the the thrill that the killers have like they, they actually get motivated and they enjoy it so much it's like comical for them 
But then and the first one. I mean, I, I like horror comedy, but not in that case. Nah. <laughs> well, like the first one, he cracked jokes in the first one, but they were like scary jokes. Like, like, like I'm jokes. your boyfriend now, Nancy. <laughs> the comes out of the phone. You know? Yeah, they were like creepy, like, like jokes. This they weren't like, is God. Hey, you're on prime time, bitch, or yeah. whatever. That was, yeah. So I mean, but that made a lot of t-shirts. I know if you came up with something like, something big, it, it was very marketable to do it like that, though. Yeah. Well, like I know that, that I know that me and Chris are in the minority when, you know, we say we don't like that. Because, I mean, everyone, like, a lot of horror fans I talk to, they love part three. They like all the goofy Freddy shit. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? This is stupid. But, you know, I, I'm not a fan. Sorry. Wasn't that Patty Arquette's yeah. first movie? Uh, yeah, was I that? think it was. Is that her first movie, Patty, Patricia Arquette? Patricia Arquette. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. in part, part, part three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, that's her first movie. She's the main. I think it said introduce. And Lawrence Fishburne's in that movie, too. Um, they said introduce Lawrence Fishburne or Larry Fishburne or something like yeah, that in yeah. three. So I think. Uh, yeah, he's like, he, I think he's an orderly yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But that wasn't her first movie? Yeah. I think. I don't, know. I don't I think, think it's Patricia Arquette's first movie, but it's definitely probably one of her first movies. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I have to look it up. I did like her in that role though. Like it, it definitely she was able to do it very well and convincingly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's part four. I mean, how awesome is part four in any series? I mean, what are you yeah. expecting? I mean, it's as good as it probably could have been, you know. Um I will say this, as bad as I don't like the sequels, when I watch when I do get into watching Iron Elm Street, I end up watching them all and then I say the same yeah. thing that I didn't like that one again, like so, you know, they're winning. You know, it's like, they like, like me to watch a bad movie again. Kind of like, yeah, like revisiting Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 again. You're just like, yeah, it still sucks. <laughs> yeah, that one. Now, that one, I mean, I've only ever watched that. Well, I didn't even finish it. I've watched it one and a half times. And when, when a movie's really bad, it, it's, um, I'm trying to think of another example to where I watch it. I'm like, why did I waste uh, the remake of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I've only oh, seen that terrible. twice, uh, and horrible. and I, I just liked it the second time just as much. Yeah, I watched it once and then revisited it a few uh, years later yeah. just to see if I remembered how bad it was. Yeah, I remember. I, I could not sit through that entire like at all. So like bad. I hate how they made him the actual like pedophile. I don't like. I know that was the original thought of his character. Well, that but, was his character. Y yeah, but he was no, he was a child murderer in the original right. movies, well, he but was also it, a, molester murderer and then the parents you know, yeah pounded them down and burned them it was just I, I just don't like how they depicted it in the new one I didn't, yeah I just didn't like it, just, I, it just yeah it didn't hold together well i thought the actors like they seemed like they didn't want to be there you know the, the music wasn't good the, 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 it just all together everything just wasn't i didn't think it was good mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just, like, and then four and five, like the uh, Dream Child and Dream Master, those were just, I, I don't even know why they even tried. I, I just, I think money. It's, it, it was, there's a money, money grab. grab. Who was it? New Line? Uh, who, who made yeah, New Line? New yeah, Line? New Line. Oh, new line. God. They're, 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 that's they're, the movie, that's the, their first movie to put them on the map. Yeah. Uh, it was Nightmare on Elm Street. And yes, Patricia Arquette's first movie was Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Wow. So, oh, that, okay. that was her first movie. First credited movie. So. Yep. Speaking of series, not to get off subject, so I recently watched, because I had never seen them, I only saw the first one, I binge-watched all the Children of the Corn movies, and I don't think, one of the sequels was alright, but all of them were just total shit. Yeah, that, yeah. But, with that being said, I didn't even think the first one was that great. I mean, you know, it's 
It's just, I didn't think the first one was a bad movie. It just wasn't my kind of movie. It's just, you know, these kids started their own cult in the corn and they're killing the adults. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was kind of like the Wicker Man with kids. Yeah. Um, but all the Children of the Corn sequels, you know, I, I don't know what they were going for. Part, part three was the best out of the sequels, but still not that good. Like, they brought part three to, like, kind of, like, you know, it was around, like, the 90s, and they, they kind of made it urban, they, you know, like, they, they had, like, you know, rap music in and stuff, and it, I don't know. It, just, it definitely goes that. away from brand. <laughs> yeah, like, I just remember that time period, so that one was kind of, like, I could relate to a little bit. It was kind of funny. And Charlize Theron is in the movie as an extra. Like, you see her face I didn't for, know like, that. three wow. seconds, and I'm like, I'm like, that can't be right. Why is she in that movie? So I looked it up. That's her very first movie. And she doesn't even have a role. She's just like, she is an there. extra. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, yeah, it was really cool. And that was part three? Face, you know? That was part um, three? Part three, yeah. And like I said, that was not just because, not because of her, but it was probably the best sequel out of all the Children of the Corns, in my opinion. Wow. Um, I don't think I like, watched any of like they were just looking for stuff to do and they couldn't find it. And uh, Actually, uh, Alexis Arquette is in like part five or something like that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think he's like the lead role in that one. I I just couldn't get into the story. Like, he is she now? Alexis Arquette? I don't know. I don't know. Say that again. Isn't Alexis Arquette a, a she now? Alexis Arquette is dead now. So. But she trans was a trans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Alexis, yeah, no, that absolutely true. But Alexis Arquette is. Not a he or she anymore. It's right. back and bones. No longer with oh. us. Oh. oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but yeah, no, but at that point it was a he. Alexis Arquette is in Pulp Fiction, Chris. He's the guy in the bathroom during the shootout. Oh, Alexis Arquette. Is he really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Hmm. Looks like, he looks like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know yeah. what that says. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's the guy in the shootout in Pulp Fiction that comes out with a hand cannon, you know. Yeah. And this uh, is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I just couldn't get into Children of the Corn. Like, I just... Like, I don't like the story. I don't like the... I, I know it has a cult following, but it's just not just not my cup of tea at all. Like, Yeah, I, it's not one of the more... I wouldn't call it, like, a top-tier, you know, yeah. horror movie. But, I mean, it, it, it spawned, like, six sequels, so they must have been doing something, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, it was... It's, like, like the high, the high big company, low, lowest, like, tier product that they could put out. It's, like, it's like a big company yeah. puts it out, but it's on the bottom of the, the barrel. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good way to... Like it's, to put it. yeah, well, it's a, it's a big, big company production. It's but it's right. Like, no, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely. I, I can't. I, don't, I can't remember who's behind it, but it's not. You know, it's not like Gator Blade Films made yeah. Over the Corn yeah. or something. You know, and and if Gator Blade Films did make it, it would be actually probably one of the better. Uh, it, it's like you, you see the level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I if I made that movie, yeah, be like wow, Sean really went all out. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like so it'd be top tier in your level, but bottom yeah. in in high Hollywood level. How about Naked Cannibal Campers of the Corn? How about that? <laughs> Where we put the corn. <laughs> you, you know where the corn is. Possibilities are endless. <laughs> well, you have my head there, so don't put it in there. <laughs> yeah, you put a corn cob in his mouth, <laughs> or put it on a, in his neck, in his neck to make it like a neck. I mean, I, I see Sean's ideas are spinning right now with corn. Uh, naked cannibal camper. Uh, what else can we do with this? Head? Gotta be I don't want to know what else you do with, with that head. head. Like behind at night, do you sleep with that at night? 
Yep. Sleeps right next to me. <laughs> right next to you as an under. Does your hair look like this still? Uh, ish. Ish. Uh, kinda. I mean, you got you got you got you got a little facial hair now. Oh, I, I think we can add facial hair to it. Because I'm not shaving again. I mean, I can do it too. I mean, it's it's uncanny how how it resembles. No, we gotta fix that skin tone. <laughs> we gotta fix that. Skin. We can give it a beard. How hard? Dude, your nose, beard? your nose is really this big. It's really not. It's really not. Look. Yes, <laughs> it is. This is a mold of your face. I, I think they added a pad in there. I, I think. I think what he did, he added a pad in there. It's not. It's not accurate. I, <laughs> I feel. I, I feel a little uncomfortable that you're caressing my nose like that. <laughs> That was pretty weird. <laughs> How does this hey man, feel? It, that head's been places. It, it, oh, it has. Campbell campers. It has. You know, that head's probably got more action than Tony's ever gotten. That's probably def <laughs> definitely true. That's I know that for a fact. But that was BTS. I, was just <laughs> I remember I posted a picture. There's this picture of naked Campbell campers, and it's it's the the all the naked girls covered in blood, and they're holding the head. And one of the guys commented on on Facebook that. I don't know whether to feel sorry for this guy or to be jealous. <laughs> True. Well, I don't know, really. I, I mean, it, it was it was definitely fun. I still th those shorts got destroyed, but other than that, I, I it was just a real messy time. Like when I'm yeah, like, I remember when uh, it was it was time for you to get bloody. You were not you were not too. Excited it was about so it. gross. He definitely resisted. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, during, it is during scene, the, the blood on so me. So like. tied up on the ground, <laughs> and the way we had the shot set up, like sushi's naked crotch is like right, right over his face. Right over my. So I, I look up, and all I see is like, ah, what is, <laughs> like, it was just a weird. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, like saying I'm not grateful for the position, but. <laughs> I don't know, you know, looking back at it now, we probably could have set up the shot, but that's just, I was like, no, that's where it has to be. It worked for me. Well, that's at that how point. it worked because she cut his head off. Like, that's how it, yeah. like, had to be positioned. Oh, that was it. Yeah, she had to be close to you to cut your head off. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I'm not mad at the position. I'm just saying. It, it was just, uh, when, it, when it was time to get all bloody and uh, all that, it was just really, like, a lot of blood. It was a lot of blood. Well, I mean, that's what, you know, I mean. You dumped the whole reserve. Is, you know, we don't have, the things that we lack, I have to make up for with either excessive nudity and excessive blood yeah. and or both. So that's why it was as bloody. Because when, when you put that much blood, you kind of like, you've kind of like gone a level that Hollywood doesn't go. It's like, no, it's the, true. the whole point of making a, when you make a movie like that, you gotta, you you have to win people over by doing something that they're not gonna get with a Hollywood movie. Well, also, and no Hollywood movie is gonna do what we did and make Campbell. No, no, not at all. Yeah. But it also puts you in a different category. It puts you in that exploitation uh, category. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's more like, of a is, you know Hollywood. I don't even do think that. like I mean, say that you had really been killed like that in real life. I don't think there would have been that much blood. Like I, it was, you know, there was like two gallons of. Three it, it, like that, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was definitely yeah. a lot. I felt all of it. It was so gross, like the sticky, and I was—I don't know how to I, like. I think it would be related to be like being slimed on Nickelodeon. I think that would be the only relatable. <laughs> I kind of think I said something like that. But yeah, that's I the small it's, price it's, you got to pay for being that close to a uh, vagina. So, well, there was th three of them around. <laughs> there was definitely three of them around me. Put your face in a vagina, four. and then get blood dumped all over you. That's oh yeah, price. Yeah, I guess I paid for it. Paid for it a lot with uh, the uncomfortable. 
grossness. It was just really icky. It was just really icky. Yeah. But it, I mean, I don't regret it. It was definitely fun. I had fun. The whole the whole experience was fun. I think that was what. The yeah. No, I, I think I mean, and Chris and I have talked about it. We definitely had fun. That was not that we don't have fun on all movies, but that one was one of the more fun ones. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of it had to do with you know all of us. At the time, you know, we were stuck in our houses for a couple months because it was right during the lockdown, and like, you know, then we got let out, and we had this, you know, this cool thing that we we got to do with just a small amount of people, yeah. and um, and not only did we enjoy it, you know, the, the people that saw it seemed to really like it too. You know, I, I got a lot of compliments in that movie, and they they said it was you know one of the better uh, movies that that they've seen of mine. So, and it's still it's still region audience. I mean, we still got the comic book coming up. Yeah, and um, I personally you know, think there it has been talks. You know, Chris and I were talking about a sequel, and we were gonna pull the trigger on it. But the way that we would have had to do it at that time, I just didn't want to do it. So, but you know, not, that's not to say we might not do it in the future. Yeah. So, like I said, I do think it is one of the better ones um, that I, I've seen that you've uh, produced. Um, a lot of the other ones, I just don't. Not, it's just not my cup of tea. Well, yeah, no, dude, you're, you're not, uh, no, no feelings hurt, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm just a fucking psycho. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm definitely not a psycho. <laughs> um, but um, I do think I do see the cult following potential um, that it does have now, and I think it could be a lot bigger. Just get open more doors and just ha- being able yeah, to I'm, see. Yeah, I'm more. hoping you know once the comic gets released, I'm hoping that helps uh, you know reach another audience. And uh, like I said, I mean, when the time is right, you know. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about doing a sequel. Um, I'm just, I'm just not in a rush. You know, ready at the moment. How do we chop um, my head off again? Do, do we, uh, do we get me? No, no. This time you're coming back headless, like you're gonna be a zombie. Just, oh, coming back headless and just holding my head. You want me to hold my head? Yeah, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Do you ever see? Um, I think they did something like that. In this, you ever see Idle Hands? Oh yeah. Movie? Oh yeah. I think yeah. They, did they do something like that yeah. in the movie? Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, I think his name was uh, Penub. Penub was his name. Penub. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I, I, no, it, it was his name. It was the same guy that played uh, um, Fulton in uh, Mighty Ducks. That guy. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he, he had his head chopped up, and he was ho- carrying around his head and sending his body different places. It was pretty cool. We could do that. I'm up for it. They're witches, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I mean, the cool thing about Naked Cabal Campers is, is it's, it's, you know, it's a horror comedy. It wasn't necessarily that way when we originally wrote it but now that it is kind of established like that you know we can do goofy stuff like that yeah i could wear a green screen hat hat, uh mask i can put the green screen thing on just literally just take it out well i mean here was i mean here was part of my debate you know and i I told chris this is you know when we were gonna you know we were gonna make the sequel probably about this time this year and if we would have done it that way, it would have basically had about the same amount of budget the other one had. And what I didn't like about that is that I'm like, basically, I'm going to be pigeonholed into doing the same kind of thing. Like, I want to do other stuff. And unfortunately, other stuff costs more money. Yeah. And the money just wasn't there. So, um, you know, that's why I just said, I don't, you know, I don't want to do it right now. Um, you think if we did a you know, I would like to do, you know. For instance, if, like the headless horseman thing or something like that, you know. Do you think if we did a pre-production Indiegogo, it would do good? I mean, that one I'd be willing to try because I mean we tried that before with other projects and failed. But with this one, I mean, there's already a movie established. You know, um, 
if I did it that way, I think I'd like to go out there for, say, like one day and shoot, you know, just something so that way we could have some kind of a trailer. teaser trailer to put together. Right. Um, but I, I'd be willing to try that, you know, and if we reach the goal, then then absolutely we'd make the sequel. You know, I think that would work. Well, I, like I said, know. I think with the following. I, I mean, here's the deal. I, I, I'm not looking for a lot of money to like. I mean, at least compared to most things, like I would like to make that for ten grand. You know, that that would be my goal on that movie. Um, and it, it, by movie standards, that's you know a no budget. But considering what I made my other movies on, that that would be one of my larger budgets. Yeah. So you know, we had ten grand to make that. I could do some of the things I want. I could have. Bigger special effects, you know. I could fly in, uh, you know, uh, cult actor. Uh, we could have more shooting days, more food, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. Because if I just did it now with the same budget that we had, it would just it would be uh, just a lot thinner of a movie. It'd be you know? shit, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the sequel always has to be bigger, bigger, more, like explosion. Give me an explosion. Well, it's a sequel, so yeah, of course you want to go bigger. We had on an your explosion sequel. in the first one. What was the explosion? Oh. Sushi blew up. Yeah, sushi, sushi blew up. We blew oh, the sushi, grenade. Uh, uh, Jason threw a grenade at him. Right, the grenade, grenade. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't even remember how that looked. I mean, I got to. I guess I got to. I mean, it. okay, it didn't look. It didn't look the great. I mean, I was happy with what it was, but you know, it wasn't like, oh my god, this is amazing. But because it looked so cheesy. It that just made it point. funnier, right. you know. It did worse. Yeah, you know, like I said, that, that's the beauty of that movie. Is like some of the schlocky stuff in it like works because it's it's funny, you know. Yeah, I mean, so. like I said, I do think an Indiegogo for that because, like I said, with the following it does have, and I think the, the good responsiveness that it, the, the the actual the first movie got, I think you, you, there is a lot of potential there. Yeah, I, I think I think if I did do that, I'd want to wait a little bit after you know once the comic gets going, so that I could you know possibly attract those fans too, you know, and say like next year or something like that, you know, then it's you know then it's got a little bit of weight behind it. You know? Yeah, you just don't want to wait too long. You don't want to wait too long after. Uh, like, well, I think, I think one more year really isn't that long. Yeah. You know? As long as it doesn't lose I, steam. Yeah, I, I mean, I would want to wait like five years. No, like, yeah, you know. couldn't do that. Um, well, the way it looks year, like the comic books are not going to be out for bad like five years, so, you know. Is that comic book coming yeah. out? Yeah, I actually just talked. I know it's taken a while. I actually just talked to David Sumi. He said they're in the process of creating the last page. And then it's literally it's off to the printer, so that's that's where it's at now, as far as you know. I know. What kind of a timetable? Yeah. Uh, he didn't say anything about that, um, but I mean, kind of like I have seen the rough draft of the comic. He has shown me that, and I mean, it does look really cool. But you know, kind of like you guys, I'm just like, all right, when you know. Um, <laughs> is it going to be so, a digital comic too, or is it just going to be? Yeah, on the I, I think so. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is going to yeah. be a digital comic as well. Okay. Maybe well, digital well, imprint. Well, well, there you go. I, I think, you know, the digital age now, it's, uh, I know it's going who away. Who wants to watch, who, oh, wait a minute. Who wants to look at a digital Yeah, comic? I mean, I like, mean, digital movies, I wanna, you people know, people, are, people read digital, digital books. comics to me, like, I will never be a digital, digital comic I want to hold it. Like, that just seems stupid yeah. to me. I want to yeah. hold it in my I hand. mean, not for collectors. Collectors obviously want the actual comic, but I'm just saying for people that just, people read the digital books all the time, the they do that. Yeah, all no, I, I, I'm all for it, and I think I'm just saying, like me personally, oh, yeah, yeah. I would never be interested in that. Yeah. You know? Well, like I said, it's not for you to buy; it's for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I do think that um, 
pulling a sequel for that would be definitely beneficial. Yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, I think with that one, I'd like to try to do a, a pre-campaign. Um, but again, you know, if I didn't reach my budget, you know, I, I'm not going to make it. And I, I tried that with, uh, with this movie called Toilet Shark. And, you know, I got a very small response. And then after it was over, I did have a lot of people hit yeah. me up. Hey, it's like, when's Toilet Shark coming out? Toilet Shark. Come come out? Toilet Why aren't you making Toilet Shark? I was like, did like you, you give money? Didn't help me make Toilet Shark. I was right. trying to make Toilet Shark, and you didn't help. Did you give you money? Know? No, you didn't. So no Toilet yeah, Shark you for you. Money, I give the movie. Well, uh, to, to be honest, that's one of the... The, the title of that just, just doesn't scream, like... Yeah, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad with, with that one, I'm glad that I didn't go all out and make it because once it released, you know, I, re- I, I released it and realized it didn't do that well. And I, you know, I, I learned that. But, um, um, yeah, you know, I think it would have been very kinda, You know, I was kind of on a, a forward uh, momentum because that was, it was like right after Nate Carroll Campers and, you know, it just failed. And I was like, all right. But, the, but, but if that had been successful, then I probably wouldn't have made Zed's Dead, which actually proved to be, uh, you know, more successful. So, yeah. you know, it worked out the way it did. Right. Well, and a lot of times that's that's actually how it works out. Like, when it's uh, it's the right timing, right, you know, right chemistry for a lot of different things to happen. So I think that's, you know, X had to ha- uh, A had to happen to, for B to happen, and then C, when C didn't happen, D happened. You know, that's just how it works. There you go. Yeah. But... Um, with uh, the new uh, Tampa Bay Screams, you said July 17th, is that correct? July 17th, uh, it's at the Ramada West Shore, 1200 North West Shore Boulevard, uh, from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. In Tampa. In Tampa. In Tampa. Uh, and you have um, any vendor tables left? I have five vendor tables left. So, five. Um, better act now. I say it all the time, but they always sell out. So if you want one. You can go on the website, it's on GatorBladeFilms.com, or even if you if you type in TampaBayScreams.com, it'll it'll link you to that, and uh, you can there's a link to buy tickets and tables. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the um, link, like I said, just give me the links, I'll put them right in the description for uh, okay. for our listeners and uh, viewers. So, uh, well, something I forgot to mention, one of the guests we have uh, is Felissa Rose, which, uh, have you ever seen Sleepaway Camp, Tony? Of course. Okay, yeah, she's the, uh, the lead actress in Sleepaway Camp. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to have her. And the, you've never the original seen Sleepaway Camp. What's that? The original Sleepaway Camp or the yeah the, yeah, the, the original one, Angela Baker? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the so one with the, the penis. People listening that, that have never <laughs> seen that movie, you should definitely watch it because the ending is going to just throw a total curveball at you. You're not going to be expecting, <laughs> yeah. you know, what you saw. Yeah, I, I, I know. The first time I saw it was a big shock, but I, I don't I don't know of anybody who has never seen that movie. Honestly, if they're, uh, if they're I mean, a fan people, of the genre, I mean, there, there's people that, that don't know about it. I mean, I was actually talking to someone today, the other day, that hadn't seen it. Um, wow. So, I mean, you know, there's people that don't know about it, and that's a shock but, to me. Uh, like, I, I, I'm actually a big fan. Like, it's it's that goofy, goofy type of horror again, but it's not like over the top goofy like sometimes yeah no it isn't but I mean I I know what I saw it I didn't see it in the theater or anything like that I rented it and. I like camp movies in general. Not like camp, but like, I mean, I do like camp, but like movies set in a camp setting. Yeah. So I remember picking that one up, and I don't think the sequels had come out yet when I when I rented it. And I was like, oh, okay, it was like Friday 13 or something like that. And I watched it, I think, with a couple of friends. 
and it was pretty basic, you know, it was a Friday the 13th style movie, and then you get to the end, and you're just like, what the hell was that, you know, it's just like, and it just totally, like, warps your mind yeah. when yep. you see what you see. And 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 then, and then, and then the credits roll. And that's you're just like, you, you feel like you kind of feel a little dirty or something. Yeah. Like, like like someone like your uncle creepy touched you or something. <laughs> I don't know. And, like it's just and, a bad movie and, uh, with a crazy ending. Yeah, it, it is. And the ending, like you you remember it. So oh, it's yeah. like you don't even. I, I couldn't even tell you one thing that happened in that movie, other than the ending. <laughs> I, I yeah, like, no, that ending, like, it gets burned in your brain. Like, you'll never forget it. Yeah, and they show the flashback to, like, you know, what, how it came up, uh, came to be. But, like, right. I, I was watching the behind the scenes of that, you know, how the whole, and um, the director only regret that one scene with the kids, with the with the little boys, um, how they got uh, killed. The, the, the kid campers? Yeah, that was the only scene that he regretted filming. During that whole experience, and he didn't regret the ending with Melissa <laughs> Rose. He didn't regret that. No, that's not. No, he said the only thing. I mean, he I wouldn't have killed the kid. Given, that wasn't a big budget movie. You know, it was it was an independent movie on their standards. But even on that level, how did they talk whoever the producers were into like here's what here's what we're thinking for the end? Like <laughs> you're talking to like, oh, yeah, that. That's that's like, your you got to right talk there. to parents. Like, like who who signed off on that? Right. You got to talk her parents into that because she was a little kid. Well, it was a body double. Yeah, she was underage. She was underage. But she, was, sure. she wasn't even on set when that, that scene happened. Like, she, it well, was just a body if you double. Watch the movie, if you watch the movie, there is, like, they have a cast of her body. Yeah. It's not real. But then they cut to a close-up of her face. Yeah. So she's never she's uh, never really naked. No. You know. No, she, she's just, like I said, it's, it's, it's literally the cast on a, a little boy. And it's just... Right. And they, they, he... Yeah. he he actually, uh, unfortunately, he just went. That kid that did that, he went like crazy, and like he didn't really. He, yeah, he was institutionalized. Yeah, I why. <laughs> he I was know. institutionalized. Um, like I said, wow. behind the scenes, that's what they like, said about known him. For that, yeah, Come on. yeah, he didn't. Yeah, well, he showed his little, uh, little, you know, <laughs> on camera. Yeah, I mean, like, for... <laughs> like, like, say that me and Chris were making a movie. Say that had never been done, yeah, and that was our idea by today's standards to do that. There's no way in hell we could talk to anyone into doing that. No one would do that. Dude, I would. Shit, my, my shit. No, but I mean, uh, but, uh, talking an underage girl. Oh no, you parents well, that's, doing that. No, that, that's just it's not gonna happen. No, no. I mean, it wasn't. Like I said, it wasn't yeah. like. Uh, like real then either even when it was on set even i don't know well, how much i mean it seems like back then people were more like in the fashion of oh man i'm gonna get to be in a movie you know i'm gonna do that now i almost have to like force people to be in movies because right. you know you got your instagram your facebook your youtube i mean i i literally asked this girl to be in one of my movies in, in a non-nude part or whatever like that and she told me, why would I want to do that when I could just be Insta-famous? And I was like, what's Insta-famous? She's like, you know, Instagram. Like, I'll take a video of myself and I'll get 5,000 likes. I'm like, who gives a shit about that? Apparently a lot of people. Right. You know? Oh, no, absolutely. It's Young the, people. It, it, they want the instant gratification of likes. And I don't know yeah, how like that... movie, you have to, like, you have to work hard at it. You have to act. And it seems yeah. like the younger audience that was wanting to do that is diminishing. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, all they have to do is show some cleavage or some ass on uh, on Instagram, yeah, and they get like a thousand, sixty thousand likes with a yeah. picture I took of myself. You know, but like, how does how do they get paid? I know they get like they have to get sponsored, or well, they get sponsored. I mean, I guess I mean I'm assuming like YouTube. If you get so many likes, and you you I guess you start getting paid for it. You know, I know like Kim Kardashian. I'm pretty sure she gets paid from Instagram. I mean, she'll take any picture of herself, and it's in the millions of how many likes she gets. Yeah. See, I don't know how their system works. I, I, like, I've never seen any monetized like information on Instagram or Facebook. Or yeah, I've never like really, that. but have you really looked, though? I mean, have you really um, sought that out? No, I mean, Instagram and Facebook are the same company now. Uh, Facebook bought Instagram. But I didn't really, like I said, I, I just never thought about being at those levels of, you know, people and likes. And I, I just never been that important for likes and shit. I don't know. I don't know. But it's not like YouTube. You, I mean, YouTube pays nothing too. Like you'd have to have like a hundred thousand uh, members and a hundred thousand likes, and it's just just to make anything on YouTube. So I don't know. Like I, said, I couldn't imagine how easily or difficult it would be on Instagram. I don't know. No idea. So hey, Tony, I got a question for you. Okay. Do you um? Who do you got on? Do you have Joel Weinkoop coming on next week? I I kind of heard about yeah, that. Yeah, I do. Yep. Have you ever seen any of his movies or anything like that? I, I like I, said, I hear the name a lot. I just I can't put a face to uh, put a face to the name. Well, I mean, let's not. I mean, and no offense to Joel. I mean, he's not. You know, he's not a huge star, but um, he was in a lot. He was in a couple cult movies in the '80s, and you know, he's he's been doing stuff ever since. And I mean, here in the air, in, in Tampa, he does a lot. I mean, every. I mean, I remember when I first found out about him. I see these independent movies and I'm like, hey, Joel's in that. Hey, Joel's in that one. I'm like, is he in every movie made in Tampa? Um, he's probably most known for the stuff he did with Tim Ritter in the 80s. Uh, there's a movie called Truth or Dare, the original Truth or Dare. Um, then he's in a movie called Killing Spree, which I actually think is the best one that he's in. And then he's uh, in a reality TV movie called Dirty Cop No Donut and uh, Killing or um, Creep, a movie called Creep. Um, those are probably his best, in my opinion. Um, some of them, I think the Truth or Dares might be streaming, um, but you'll have to really feed through them because there's like 10 movies called Truth or Dare. Yeah, it's, but yeah, you should try and check out some of, some of his stuff that he's in before you. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely plan on doing that. Um, I got, I got to do, so I do research generally on, uh, if we have anybody that I never heard of on the show, but I mean, there's definitely like, you know, at the very least you can go on YouTube and just find archive footage and stuff. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and find a couple links to send you. Awesome, awesome. I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, oh, and, and he's, he's going to be at Tampa Bay Springs too. Like, so. I, I definitely, I am definitely coming to this one, to the one on July 17th. Definitely. Doing All right, that. yeah, 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 for sure, man. It should be fun. Um, uh, and that's a Saturday, you know, right? Yeah, Saturday. You know, yeah. we're doing what we always do. And uh, I think a lot of people that were afraid to come to the last one are probably going to come to this one because I've already gotten some people respond saying, oh, man, I'm, I'm so glad you're doing it again. And and really, it, I really wanted to do it because it was a test to see if I could do two conventions a year. So if this one goes really well, yeah. then I'll, I'll probably be doing you know two a year. So I definitely would like to see that. I know a lot of people were asking for it. I definitely saw that on my comments and you know questions on your Facebook and um, even on Instagram. I, yeah. I, saw, I saw those comments. They, they wanted more. Um, and there was also that question if what two or three days was enough. I don't know. We would do Friday and Saturday. Um, right? So so last year, not the last one, but or actually not even like 2019, we did a three day con, and it was the first time I ever did three days. 
And what I kind of learned with, at this point in time with my convention, three days was a little too much. So we did two days with the last one, or one, I mean, one and a half days, really. It was like Friday night and then Saturday all day. And that seemed to be the best, you know, bet. Like, that seemed to work out the best, you know, for everybody. Um, and, and, you know, when I do one next year, it's going to be a two-day con. And, and this summer, I might do the two days in the wintertime and the one day in the summertime. I might keep it like that, you know, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I mean... I started this thing in, in 2016, I believe. It's 2021. I didn't even think it was going to last past the first one, you know. So it's we're in our sixth year, fifth year, you want to call it. So it's 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 staying alive. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's it a slow build. It's definitely like a slow build. Like, you definitely got to, like, get the rec- recognition and notoriety um, just doing cons. I know cons just in general are just big business, too. Um, yeah, no, I'm hoping to grow it, you know, large one day to where it's, you know, a big contender and, you know, a lot of people come to Tampa for it. But um, right now, as it exists, it's, it's working and the people that do come seem to have a good time. So, Well, that's what's important. Like I said, as long as they keep coming and uh, keep buying tickets. <clears throat> and, and I know it's definitely a good draw for here in the Tampa Bay area because, like I said, we don't really have too much. Not too much going on. It's no, like, uh, well, well, that's why I started that one. Um there are more conventions in Tampa than you would think. There, I mean, there's a lot of comic conventions that come here. There's a uh, there's a shark convention now. Um, I don't know if you're into that. Um, there's there's this uh, there's this toy convention now that that's that's fairly new. That, that they're getting a lot of momentum. That thing. Every time I see it, it's like bigger and bigger. It's like every two weeks he's having one. Yeah, it's like every two weeks there's this toy convention and it's, it's larger every time I see it. So where do they have it? Um, uh, they just had it a couple weeks ago at the fairgrounds. Oh, at the fairgrounds. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, Tampa is getting more and more, you know, things of that nature. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, the other conventions help mine, and mine helps them. We just, you know, we're more of a kind of contender for that kind of stuff. Because, um, I mean, in Florida, I mean, the big cities are Miami, Orlando. Tampa's kind of like the third. Yeah. Um, you know, so... You know, I, you know, I mean, we, you know, we, you know, we've got the, got the championship football team, championship <laughs> baseball team, championship hockey team. You know, so I'm hoping all these things start to kind of put more focus on Tampa rather than Miami or Orlando or. We definitely whatever. have a, <clears throat> we definitely have a big mixture of uh, just communities here in Tampa Bay area. Um, you literally, yeah. From it's very, it's I mean, there's a lot of like, um, j- just in general, like. A lot of sports, a lot of a lot of sports fans, movie fans, tourists. We're a big tourist area. I think that's that that's one of the only thing that makes it difficult for us to hold any hold on to anything uh, long term or year round because of we're a big tourist like area. You know. Yeah, I mean, like up north, I've done conventions up north, and I always seem to sell more of my products. Like, when I went to uh, Cinema Wasteland in Ohio, that was the best convention I ever did as far as sales. And I just, I'm like, why do I sell more stuff there than here? Down here, you've just got, you've got the beaches, you've got the sports, you've got the nightlife, you've got Tampa, you've got the strip club, you got all this stuff. Up north, There's you know, in, in, in Ohio, you know, they just don't have as, no offense to them, they just don't have as much to offer. 
So, right. you know, you movies to them is like, oh, yeah, I want to collect movies and be into that. That's what they got. Right. You, know? you go to a horror convention or go to the Bengals game. Like, which one are you going to do? <laughs> um, I mean, so, I yeah, I mean, here is, is, is there's just so many things to do in Florida, you know, trying to say, hey, do this over here is, is a bit more challenging. Yeah, I think. there's a lot, a lot of stuff always. Yeah, every weekend there's tons of shit to do here. Yeah, a lot of attention grabbers. Yeah. You know, especially when you have like the most beautiful beaches probably in all of Florida and all of, pretty much all of the country. Like these beaches. Yeah, I mean, people come down here to you know go to the beach. You know, yeah, not to go to our convention. Yeah. Oh, that does, yeah. like I said, does make it difficult for uh, you know for trying to build an industry community here. Um, is what you know what, what we were talking about. Well, like, I mean, you, you moved down. down you're not you're not from here originally. Yeah. I mean, what what enticed you to come down here? Uh, I'm actually the casino brought me down here. <laughs> I moved oh, down yeah? here. Yeah, I was working for uh, casinos for uh, 15 years, and then I moved down here for the the Hard Rock had me move, move me down here, and uh, I started working there. Oh, for were you were you working there at the Hard Rock? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I worked in the uh, food and beverage hospitality for like I said 15 years, and then I literally just retired food and beverage hospitality on January 1st, 2020. <laughs> right before the pandemic. Good for you. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a food and beverage uh, retiree as well. Yeah. Uh, March of 2020 for me. There you go. Um, oh yeah. But uh, hey, you know, it, 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 it had its you know had its times. But I don't. That's not something I want to go back to. No, no, and especially yeah during these times, and people are more. They, they grew more impatient now. They grow more. Uh, they, it just got uglier. It just got uglier. Just being in this hospitality and service industry. In general, like I don't see how people could be rude to people going out of their way to try to make oh, them happy. People, people don't care, man. <laughs> like it's, like yeah. it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't get it. Actually, Mace just posted. Did you see her post? Yeah, I saw she that. She works at Panera Bread. We had her on a couple weeks ago, and she said that some lady poured coffee all over the counter and told her to clean it up. <laughs> I'm like, what the? F- I would have like, thrown this. I would have thrown punched her. Like, who does this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how people get off doing stuff. Yeah, that would have been the end of it. Like, I would have put the coffee on her yep. body. Like, it would have went on her clothes. <laughs> yeah, no, that industry isn't isn't for everybody. And it definitely wasn't for me because I'm just the kind of person, if someone's being rude to me, it's really hard for me to be nice back to them. Right. And, you know, I, I get customers complaints all the time. I'm like, well, they're being a dick. So I'm not going to lie. Yeah, sure, we want to help you and get your food out. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I was like, I'll be honest with you, I don't care if your food's cold. Because <laughs> you're not very nice. Yeah. I think Ben Affleck said it in Mallrats best. The customer's always an asshole. Yep. <laughs> yep. What happened to the customer's yeah. always right? The yeah, I always know. an asshole. I, it, like I said, I, I, I was mostly in management, so I always had to deal with the customers even more so. Like that, like they would just yell at me, and I was always the, the always the youngest one in the building at the point. I mean, not now, but. I was always like the young manager that they thought they would take advantage of, and so it was just it was just horrible growing up and learning these. So uh, speaking that. of, hold on, man, I'm gonna step away for one second. <laughs> so I, I was actually at the Hard Rock this weekend. I stayed there. Thanks a lot for coming to my birthday party, Chris. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, oh, thanks for the invite too. <laughs> it's not my scene. Thank, thank. I don't, I don't gamble so, and I don't. And I got, I got this. This I don't know how well you can see it. It's a noise complaint. <laughs> what did you yeah. do at the Hard Rock? You know where they play like loud Hard so, Rock music. So <laughs> all right, so I was in my room. I had maybe four or five people in there, 
and we had the TV on, but not real loud. And we were literally just, we were all talking. Like, everybody was talking. We were in our own conversations. And about five minutes later, we get knock on the door, security guard, you know, with, with this, you know, letter. And, and he's like, hey, guys, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to have to do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, and we're like, all of us unanimously were like, we're not even being loud. Like, I, I know what loud is. Like, I've been loud. There's been times where I should have gotten a noise complaint and didn't. But I'm like, this is ridiculous. So if you actually, if you get two of these and you get another one, they kick you out of the, the hotel. What? So, yeah. This like, is the hard right here. On your, and I'm like, on your second complaint, you get, you get, you get removed from the hotel. So I was kind of like, well, this is kind of fucked up. But then I, you know, I thought it was funny. This is like a good little piece of oh, yeah. memorabilia for my, my Put it on the wall. Frame party. it. Frame it on the wall. Put it happy. Uh, what was it? Forty fourth birthday for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, I had. I, I know it's hard to see, but I had everyone like sign it and stuff, and they wrote <laughs> stuff on it. So it's kind of funny. So funny. Nice. Oh, One man. thing I just noticed about your house, like your whole living room, is like DVDs and horror stuff, and then you have this weird flower picture. Like, what the fuck is that? That was that's <laughs> Georgia O'Keefe. If you're not familiar with her, okay. Um. And uh, it, it was it, it's my grandmother's. Oh, okay. You know, she passed away, and it's just like it's the one thing that I. That's the one thing you have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. I mean, I like it. It adds yeah, a little class to your. Adds a little class to your. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would expect like Freddie or Jason, but no, right. I kept it kind of, you know. I, I was I actually expecting that. the picture from the Titanic. You know, the, the painting that he painted. That's what I would expect it on yeah. on your wall, like you know, with her tits out, and you know, what's her what was her what's her name. Winslet, I think, Kate no, Winslet. Kate Winslet, her yeah, tits out. No, no, probably not. Probably I mean, not. I mean, it shows that you're a, a movie fan and also fan of tits. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> I want a Jackson Pollock all over your Georgie O'Keefe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's Tony. Totally, that's a line in one of our, our movies. I, I, I that's, a, that's a that's a that's a Gator Blade Films Reaper Films original line right there. I think I've heard that. I think I've heard that. It's, it's, it's in Die, Die, Delta Pi. I don't think it was in any other. I think it's in our. I don't think it's in any other. Maybe it is. I, I, I'm going to fact check that. I'm going to fact check that. I'm gonna look, I think I've heard that. And I, I've only seen Die, Die, Delta Pi, I think, once. So I don't. I think. I don't know. It, like I said, it does sound familiar. It does sound familiar. Yeah. Or I'm going to Van Gogh on uh, whatever, something like that. Or, well, then, I mean, <laughs> the whole line is I want a Jackson Pollock all over your Georgia O'Keefe. And then the female she says, says let's, Vincent, let's Van Vincent Van Gogh, baby. Van Gogh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> How original. Who, who wrote this crap? I think Marcus Cook. Uh, that, that, that line, I mean, that, that line actually, Marcus, Marcus Cook, the yeah, uh, effects artist, came oh, with nice. that line. That was all ad-libs. Yeah, we just added that scene, I think. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah I think we just came up with the scene, too. We just Because we had a screenwriter that actually wrote our script, but, you know, there's definitely things that me and Chris threw on our own. Yeah. I, I definitely uh, that that's just one thing that uh, I think with your scripts and uh, that I've seen like the dialogue is not always uh, favorable to uh, to me. I just, I'm just saying. I just what are you saying, man? <laughs> it's, it's it's genius writing. I don't know what you're talking about. Tony just can't deliver lines. No, the, the lines that I get are just so stupid, <laughs> and I have to make them sound like coherent. But that's the point. Well, exactly. Yeah, that is. No, that's actually my point. To your point, making a point. Stick to the script. <laughs> Sticking to the one script. thing, and, and I'll and I'll say that one of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm working with an actor, 
and they are questioning what I wrote. Now, now, I'll, I'll, with that being said, I'll, I'll, no, it, I make fun probably, of what you write. Probably, honestly, it probably doesn't make any sense. Right. It but probably Sean, doesn't. But, but when they start saying, arguing with me, I'm like, just do what I'm telling you to do, right. because because it makes sense to me, and it's going to make sense. And I've I've had the same argument with Chris. He's like, well, that shot doesn't make sense to that. I'm like. Just shoot it anyway. Like, just do it. And Sean's always said, it's a movie. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, that's going on my And I'm like, that's going on my tombstone? Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is he talking about? It doesn't make sense what you're saying. Uh, like, I've noticed that in all the movies that I've been on set with, like, some things I'm like, what, what, is, what does that even come from? Like, how did that even, how Look, is that, that even a sense? Some, There's shit rolling around. Sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm wrong. You know, I'm not. <laughs> But but sometimes I'm not wrong, and when I'm not wrong, I don't like people telling me that I am. So that's why I'm like, just just do it. There's yeah. all kinds of strange shit rolling around in his head. Yeah, I'm just it curious. comes out. It comes out every once in a while, and you're just like, that's fucking genius. <laughs> do you actually yeah, think sometimes, <laughs> exactly? Sometimes my ideas turn out to be really cool, but you know, sometimes they're not. You know, I mean, but when you come up with some they, of these, to me, they seem like good ideas. When you come up with some of these lines, do you actually think like that's a fucking good line. Is, is, is that no? I mean, I mean, I was, like early on when I first started, like you know, you know, you get kind of yeah, this is gonna be, but you know, after you've made ten movies. You're just, you just you think some things are gonna be funny, but you're, you're hoping they are. But it usually works out like the things that I don't think are that great or that funny are the stuff that people really like. Right, you know? Heartbreak like, Killer. You know, um, <laughs> like he wrote Heartbreak Killer to be a serious, dark movie. Right, for example, <laughs> it's it's a movie I made to be like kind of really serious, and it's everyone thought it was a comedy. It's you know? hilarious. Like, this, is, this is a really funny movie. I'm like, well, it's not supposed to be. You know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I have yet to see that. I, I do apologize. I have yet to yeah. see that. No, that's cool, man. I mean, next time we hang out, remind me. I'll, I'll give you a copy of it. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. It, um, uh, it. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as like the movie that I'm the most proud of that I directed, it's that one. But that's probably one of my least popular movies. Right. You know? Well, it's a niche, isn't it? A, a very niche movie. Like it's like. Yeah, it's not my typical kind of. You know, I try to do something a little different and. The audience that I have that just isn't what they want, difference. you know. His audience kind of like the movie, the movie that you're in, Dead Resonance. You know, we tried something different there. A lot of people like that, that one, though. That one didn't really do well either. So after yeah. those two movies, Chris and I both learned it's like, well, if we want to make a movie that a people are going to watch, b that we're going to make a little bit of money off of, it has to be this, you know, over the top boobs and blood type thing that's the only thing that's going to work for us you know which is okay i like that stuff too but you know i want to do other stuff but at this point where i'm at now i'm only going to make the exploitation type stuff because that's that's where the audience is yeah, yeah. well when what we want to do like how do you how do you plan on like expanding or do you want to expand into like I mean, different uh, marketing know, different chris and i have talked about that i mean for for me to expand or for us to expand we really have to do something on a higher budget, you know, with name actors. You know, if I keep, you know, if I make my type of movie just on a bigger budget, that that's not the answer. You know, I have to make a different kind of movie with a bigger budget, with name actors and more advertising. You know, so that's yeah. that's what I. But but for me to do that, I'm not going to pay for it. Like I would only want to do that if someone else is funding it. You know, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to make keep making the same kind of stuff. 
Yeah. Well, like I said, we were talking about that before. It, it's a formula. You know, you have a formula that works, and the, yeah. And, I mean, it gets you by, and it, it it gets you to the next movie. I think that's. I mean, it's not a bad business model. It's just. No. Yeah. No. I mean, and we, we don't hate it. I mean, you know, I definitely because you, you start getting bored with you know doing the same thing over and over, but. You know, I'm glad, hey, at least I have some kind of following, some kind of niche. I mean, there's people that haven't even, you know, they haven't gotten as far as I have. So it's, it's nice to have, you know, hey, I can make a $5,000 movie and make my money back, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm definitely thankful. I'm not complaining. But, yeah, man, I, I'd like to grow and, and reach more people and do other stuff. But um, How many movies you know, do you right have now, on your I mean, the, the market is so oversized. There's so many people making movies right now. It's hard to, like, separate yourself from, from everything else. I mean, yes yes, and no. I, I, think, I think people always have a different strategy on how they release it. I think, I think a lot of movies are, aren't getting to the average viewer. I think that the avenues that people are using are just not successful in general. I think a lot of people are just being discouraged from the current distribution and different uh, thing that's going on and just, just in general. Like I said, the people are... I mean, if we were still living in the age of video stores, I think that Chris and I would be a lot more successful. With streaming, there's just like so much and... Yeah. So, and there's so many movies that aren't on it. You know, you're just... You know, the video store was where it was at. Like, if there was a movie, like, that's where it was. It was at the video store. Right. You know, yeah. and that's just not the way it is anymore. It's not like that. You know? Like I said last week, I have, like, I think I have, like, seven streaming services that I pay for or, you know, Tubi that's free or whatever. And I was like, you know, I want to watch Amazing Spider-Man 1. Can't find it on any of them. Like, it's nowhere. You can't find that movie anywhere. So I got to walk to my living room, get the DVD, you know what I mean? Where back yeah. in the day, you know, the DVD was the thing. So you just went to the store and there it was and you just rent it yeah. or buy it. And now it's it's not like that anymore where you're having to rely on streaming services. And if they don't have the movie, you just can't watch it Yeah, unless you, unless you have the DVD. So that's what yeah, I mean, that, that, that's that's what pushes me to buy like like I because I mean you know me I like older stuff anyway I'm like oh I really want to watch the Burbs or whatever or something like that it's like oh it's not you know I'll check out my it. Roku box it's not streaming anywhere but guess what I got the handy dandy DVD or Blu-ray you know watch all the time yeah so. I mean, and I, I that's why I think that also the physical copies are I think. People still collect them. People still buy them. They just now they're just having less place to buy them. I think that's the, the difficult thing. I think they're going away with them from stores like Best Buy and everything too quickly. I oh think. yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, and and I've had this conversation with other people. I think as far as like mainstreamy stuff, like your X Men's, your superhero movies, your Hollywood stuff, eventually, I think the physical form of that is going to die out completely. But for People like me that collect old horror movies, there's all these boutique labels. There's Arrow Video, Vinegar Syndrome, Severin, uh, Master Video. I think those are going to have, have longer lifespans because those people, they, they want a physical copy. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of their movies that they release aren't streaming. It's like that's the only way you can watch it. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of the big companies will just be primarily doing the streaming. That's also cheaper for them, too. There's more yeah, of a, yeah. the, the, the bottom nothing line. Nothing to worry about. It's yeah. like we don't have, there's no returns. We don't have to make anything. No nope. distribution. They don't have to distribute anything. They don't have to make anything. They don't have to hire anybody. Just put upload and that's it. Done. 
Well, I think, I mean, even, even the new future, you know, since the pandemic, I think streaming is also, you know, it already killed the video store. Yep. I think it's also going to kill the movie theaters. Yep. You know, it's like, why would I go to movie theaters, spend 40, 50 bucks my own family? I could just get HBO Max for $20 a month and watch everything. Yep, because you know. they're going to release uh, the new movies on their streaming service yeah, I think, and I theaters. Think the and, I, and I think, you know, kind of like physical media, you're still going to have movie theaters, but they're going to be more specialty, more niche, you know, yeah. they're only going to be open three days a week, they're only going to have... Here's the thing, when they're, when they're releasing these movies on HBO Max, um, how, like, how are they getting paid? Like, I just saw Mortal Kombat over the weekend made $22 million dollars. So, how are they going to make? I'm sure the budget was way more than twenty two million dollars. Yeah, and you got to think like a Marvel movie that has like a three hundred and fifty million dollar budget. How are they going to get their money back releasing it on HBO Max? I think they just count basically on the new subscriptions. I think they. I think that's what they're the same thing. What they Netflix did in the early early days. Yeah, but that money goes to HBO Max. It doesn't go yeah. to well, Marvel. Or you know whoever's making the movie. Yeah. Um, well, it depends on what their deal is too. You know, the it, thing it, with Marvel movies. Yeah, you know, I'm sure the producers are getting some kind of cut or something. Oh, I'm or, sure they are. Yeah. But I, I think HBO Max is paying the studio for the rights to the movie right off the bat. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is like, money, you know? but here's the thing: if you got a 350 million dollar movie, they would make that like in the second release. The second week of the movie being released at the theaters, they would make that money back. Um, now, I, I think it's going to be harder for them to make three hundred million dollars over a weekend with it being on HBO Max. Uh, I agree. I, I think the future is you're going to start to see movies with lower budgets. Is the future because they're like, well, we can't make right. that. Right. That's anymore. the thing. That's you what's going to happen. Is people like us are going to be gold because we can make a movie for no money. Yeah, well, all our. T- I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. If I'll say we're gonna be gold, but you know, definitely I, you bronze. Know definitely we're bronze. We're all gonna find out here in a few years and see what happens. I, you know, I don't know exactly what's gonna happen. We'll see. Well, the big budget. We are. Well, hopefully they start gold. making things cheaper to make, like like CGI. Like hopefully they just the rendering on those. I think that hopefully that would just get cheaper. If, if people can start making that cheaper, budgets will go down. And then you know it, it would actually make it even for even productions such of our, uh, as our level. Like we might be able to have such attainable even low level CGI. Like we we would be able to get like convincible CGI if they just somehow made it rendering cheaper and being able to create stuff like that. But then it would also make it would also allow more people to become like cartoonists and animators and a lot, and I think a lot of people will start doing that because now. Anyone could do it, and, the, and it, it could be budget savvy for anybody, any type of creator. Right. I think I think it could be a good and bad in general for our industry. But you know what's going to happen is the, the they're going to start making movies for way lower budgets, and which means in turn the actors are going to get paid less, and then the actors are going to be like, well, why should I act? I could just be insta famous. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, but I mean. Yes and no. I, I like. I know they're, they're, the actors aren't going to get paid as like they did, but I guess that would just make them work more. I, I guess. I don't know. Or, or have them, or maybe in, be in uh, our movies. <laughs> oh, there, there's some. Yeah, actors. I mean, you know, I, I hope we do see some kind of resurgence with with B type movies because of what's happening. But I think right now it's still a little too early to like say like this is what's going to happen. You know, I mean, I hope it is what happen, but I don't know. 
you know. Yeah, it, some strange times we live in. Strange times. It's very uh, unpredictable at the time because we, like I said, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know like how. Well, I know digital is not going away. Digital is going to be king unless so, somehow it makes it very expensive to do that. But at this time, it's just not not feasible for a lot of companies to do. Like they won't do distribution on Blu-rays and DVDs anymore because it's just not the, the the numbers aren't there. It's just not. I mean, it's just not. Like I don't, I don't know how else to explain that. It's just not financially sound to put out DVDs and Blu-rays and posters and prints and it's just it's just. I mean, I don't know if any other intel on that, but it's just gonna go away. I think just in general for the all the mainstream. No, I, I think you're right, man. Um, I think that is, you know, what's going to happen with mainstream stuff. But, like I said, if we go... But, I mean, I, I don't think... I will say this. Movies aren't going away. Like, no. I don't think everyone's going to be like, well, we're not going to make movies. And someone is always going to want to be an actor. Someone's always going to want to be a filmmaker. And I think you're going to have movies, you know, well past our time. Like, they're going to keep making movies. But just how they get made and who makes them is, is what's kind of to be determined. Well, it's always going to change. Yeah. I mean... We make movies different than we did years ago, so I mean, it's yeah, it's just evolving. Yeah, I, like I said, I think the techniques are going to get cheaper because it's going to be everyone's going to learn how to do them. Sure. And, I, and I think, the, like I said, the rendering power is pretty much the the reason why a lot of these um, big studios have such high budgets because the rendering power that's required to do some of the CGI right. is ridiculous. Like like um like the GPUs that we do on regular editing for uh, like our gaming computers. Like, they have to have, like, multiple systems just to do the rendering power of these CGI creatures. Um, so, but like I said, if that gets cheaper and attainable for low budget or medium budget, I think you're going to see a lot more, uh, lot more us going out there and building a, a bigger community that way. I think a lot more ideas are going to get created. I think a lot more stories are going to be told because it'll be more attainable and, more, and a lot more cheap or cheaper for, to, to be created. Yeah, I think that's a big positive for us in general. Uh, well, I, I hope so, man. In the long run, the way it goes. like I said, if, if things become cheaper and in our budgets, I think that's even better for us because we're able to tell more stories and put our ideas out there because we're not mainstream. I mean, some people might become mainstream, but it's not—it's just not there. And people actually have to look for us or the, our studios just to see some of our movies, but. What if we didn't have to do that? What if they just found us because we were just there, because it was cheaper or affordable for us to be in the same conversations or the same streaming platforms as, like, let's say, the bigger studios. Like, let's say Avengers uh, on a streaming site right next to Naked Cannibal Campers. Imagine seeing that. Right. <laughs> but, but like okay. I said, you never know. You never know. You, you never know. And that could be in, in a very niche you know, bargain box, but still, it'll be, it, if it's in the same category or in the same platform, you know, why not? Well, what's funny is we had our movie at uh, Myers, right? Shop yeah, uh, Diet Delta Pie. Um, yeah, it was this. in a box of like 50, they had like a display of like 50 horror movies for Halloween, and we were in there, and we were like, weren't we in like the top 20 in sales? I think yeah. I think the first year we did it, we were we were one of the biggest sellers, and I think the reason why was because in that box you had Friday Thirteenth, Halloween, 
Leprechaun, like movies that people had already seen, and like we were like the only movie that was like, what's this? It's a brand new movie, you know? Um, so if you're not familiar with Meyer, Meyer is like a CBS or an Eckerd's or Rite Aid, but uh, more of the Midwest. And uh, um, we were in their Halloween DVD, uh, whatever you want to call it, sales uh, kiosk. I think for three years, yeah. um, oh, and that really, I think we, we sold a lot of copies that way, but um, again, I mean, this is, a, this is a distribution thing, you know, people will see that or hear about it, and they'll be like, oh man, you guys must have made so much money, so we did sell a lot of copies, but after like I did the math, what I made in profit was basically boiled down to $1 a copy, is what I brought in, right. yeah. so, and, and again, a lot of people that that are first-time distributors and get into that, you know, they think, oh, I've got distribution, we're going to make all this money. No, um, you're not. You know, <laughs> most of the time, like, not only little money, but no money. Yeah. Um, pennies on the dollar. Pennies on the dollar. Yeah, I mean, if you're lucky there, I mean, I, I've only been able to make a little bit of money because I'm, you know, I have a direct distribution line, whereas a lot of people, they go through someone else, and then that person, you know, sucks up all the money or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, still, I, I tell filmmakers this, you know, I, I've had a few filmmakers sign with me over the years, and I always tell them, it's like, look, you know, I'll, I'll get your movie on Amazon, Best Buy, and all that, dot com, but the most money you're going to make is if you make copies and you sell it. And, and some of them get kind of discouraged and hearing that. I'm like, I'm telling you, that's that's the best way you're going to make money is by doing that. Well, that's the um, same thing they did with music back in the day. They used to make a mixtape and just sell it out of the trunk of their car. Right. And that's how they... Yeah, like early on, like, people get... Like, I remember hearing Motley Crue, like, they made, like, an EP and they would sell it at their shows. Lil, Lil Wayne started that way, too. Lil he, Wayne, yeah. Wayne um, Ludacris started that way. He was on a, he, he had a radio show, and he was selling uh, CD mixtapes out of his out of the trunk of his car. And that's pretty much how they started, how they made it big, and how they you know, so, started selling But now, like we, we talked about with the whole you know physical media thing kind of died, you know, for guys like us that depend on that, like, now it's like, now what do we got, you know? I mean, I'm to the point, Runch, if, I can sell three, if I can sell 300 copies of something, that's kind of like, that's like, okay, we, we did all right with that one, if I sold 300 copies, yeah, you know? Um, how many movies do you have? How many movies have you done? Uh, or you have so you show Vampire, Die Down Pie, Death Store Service, Cattle Claws, Death Store Service 2, Heartbreak Killer, Dead Residence, Nate Cannibal Campers, Sushi Sex Seance, Zed's Dead, and I have a documentary that um, that's in the works coming out too. So it'll be 11 altogether that are done. Oh, nice. 11, 11 so you have teachers. a pretty good, you know, uh, filmography of just, you know, but, but what, are you selling them anywhere else? Like anywhere? So I can, oh, yeah. I mean, all, all my movies have you know, in physical form. I mean, um, with the exception of, um, when I think all of them, I think all my movies are, you can buy them all on Amazon, you know, oh. either Blu-ray or DVD format. Um, streaming, not so good. I mean, Delta Pi is on Amazon. Um, Dead Residence is on Tubi. Uh, I think a few of my movies are on like the Troma Now um, streaming site. Um, but I've always had trouble with streaming with my movies because they're really graphic, and a lot of streaming platforms don't want that. You know, so that's Lunch.com wants it. Good venue for me. <laughs> we, I did, I did have um, my uh, other partner, Chris Woods. He had a Vimeo account. 
and he was doing really well with that. And we had all of our movies, his movies, my movies, and other filmmakers on that. And I was making the most that I ever made on streaming when, when he was at the top of his game. And then I think we got a little bit of popularity, and Vimeo saw what, what our content was, and they just shut us down. And we're like, this sucks. This was a good, you know, revenue uh, stream for us, and now that's gone. So... You know, Raunch, Raunch Movie Haven dot online is uh, you know picking up some steam now. You know, for uh, exploitation movies. Yeah, no, there's 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 money to be made. Um, I just I don't know. I, I'm just old school, and I I don't have a lot of connections for streaming. So I just you know I'm still living in the world of physical copies. I'll send you a link or and or Chris. Yeah, I know I know about <laughs> your thing. I know we, we still haven't done that, but I'm I'm aware of that. But Which yeah, is, I, I wish there was there was more places. Yeah. You know where you could you know because like, like I said I think there is um well, that's the only there thing. is money you only to be made need, doing that. You only need one place if you put your stuff in one place and drive everybody to that one place. Yeah. Then. Yeah, you know, that's pl- what you guys are doing yeah, with Vimeo. I, I, I kind of have to disagree with you there. I think it should be in multiple places. But that's what you were doing with Vimeo. Because everybody's not going to go to that one You just place. said you were making the most you ever made on Vimeo because you were driving yeah, everybody one, to Vimeo. That was only, yeah, but that was only one place. Like, I think it would do better on multiple places. Because not, okay. But that's the problem. There's not multiple How many you watch on Vimeo? How many movies do you watch Zero. I've never watched a movie on Vimeo. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. How many movies do you, do you watch all your movies on Tubi? No. Do you watch all your movies on Amazon? No. no. You want your movie in multiple places. Right. You don't want it in one place. But what I'm saying is the problem is your movies aren't allowed to be on other places. Well, that, no, that's what I'm saying. That's the problem is I want them to be in more places. They need to, that's the problem is they're not allowed to be. It's not going to happen. Not that they're only in one place. You know, they're all fucking... Oh, we want you know PG thirteen in our movies. That's it. We don't want uh, X rated or NC seventeen or whatever the hell it is that are that your movies are. They're not going to allow that, and neither is Hulu, neither is Amazon, neither is Tubi. They're not just not going to. Um, well, that's their loss. I agree. Yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, that's eventually when uh, when companies same thing when legalizing weed. When people start legalizing weed, you know, more more places are going to be accepting of it so i think same thing with movies when there's no other place to put it and there's money to be made i think that's gonna ultimately change uh, down the road but now it's just not a thing because people just don't accept it and same thing with credit card companies credit card companies don't allow certain payment gateways for certain type of content and that's another difficult thing for uh like like a vimeo or uh you know in general, because payment gate- gateways don't allow certain content. So that's just another gateway that they have to go through, another hoop that content creators have to go through because the payment gate, like a, a, a website can allow it, but the payment gateway can't, or the gateway can, and the website can't. So it's just more red tape for creators such as yourself that would have to go through sir, this whole navigating through this industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, so I don't know. But on that note, I think that uh, having you join us today on the Killer Club podcast has been a pleasure. Thank you so much once again, Sean Donahue. Clearly, the best one you've ever had. That's open for debate. You guys can have that in the comment section. Uh, <laughs> Gator Blade Films. The links will be in the description below. Same thing with Tampa Bay Screams, July seventeenth. Um, also, That's it. be there. 
and Chris Leto from Reaper Films once again, as always. My name is Tony Deaf from Florida, Woo! Tony D. Thank you for joining us, Killer Collab Podcast. Thank you, listeners. Be happy and be healthy. My co-host. My co-host. And my head. But you you enjoy that head. I wonder what he does with that thing. I don't want to know what he does with that thing. <laughs> I'm going to take a bunch of dirty pictures with it. Ah!